Hi, friends. I'm Katie. And I'm Lauren. And welcome to Okay, But Did You Know? A podcast where we talk about the TV and media that we love with a friend who's never seen it before. Today, we're recapping and chatting about Bob's Burgers Season 2, Episode 3, Synchronized Swimming, and Episode 4, Burger Boss. So we're going to start with the synopsis for Season 2, Episode 3. Synchronized Swimming. The Belcher kids trick Mr. Frond into allowing them to participate in independent study instead of gym class. Bob debuts a new soft-serve ice cream machine to the restaurant. So, I will say, I did tell you that, like, Season 2 really does not have a lot of bad episodes. Like, most of them are really good. It, I mean, statistically, it's bound to have them. There's only nine of them. In theory. Exactly. So, and, and it... So this one has a lot of burgers, so I really am excited to see which puns you picked up on, but you may not have gotten all the burgers because there are a lot of them in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I think I tried. I think, I don't know how many of them I got. I should start color coding them in my notes so I don't like, I'm not like not looking through it to try and find them. Mm-hmm. So the vacant storefront. Yes, yeah, so I got uh, Puka Pagoda Puka Shell Warehouse, which is a mouthful. Yes, which, very big mouthful. The pest control truck. And that is Raddyshack. Which we all know what that reference is. It's the reference That's to Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Which, if you notice within this episode, Caddyshack yep. is referenced again later in the episode when mm-hmm. Louise poops in the pool. And actually does. It's not a fake one. Which is a continuity error. Really? Later in the show, you will see what I mean. But see if you can okay. remember this moment. Um, okay. That is a continuity error, and I am angry about it. But I can't really talk okay. about it until you get much, much later into the show because it's welcome to my world. <laughs> this is one of the few because usually with Bob's Burgers, I'm just like, oh, it's a cartoon, it's fine. No, this one, this one's a biggie, and I'm just like, why, writers? Why? Okay. How many burgers did you find? Okay, so we have the use it or blues it burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The One Yam Band Burger. So that one's really cool. Comes with yams. But this one is included in the Bob's Burgers uh, Burger Book. In, in, the, oh. in the cookbook, it's called One Man Yam Burger. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, do Brussels Burger is what I wrote down. I don't know if that was actually what it was. That is exactly what it was. It comes with Brussels okay. sprouts. Okay. I think that might be it. So the other two are Shake Your Honey Maker Burger. Comes with honey mustard. And like it. the other one that was very much on topic was Burger a la Mode. Comes with ice cream. Not on top. <laughs> That's important. I don't really know if I would want a burger with ice cream on it. I'm good. I mean, maybe. Oh, well, depends on the patty. But fried ice okay. cream. Mm. Fried ice cream on something. That or with, like maybe with french fries would be better. That, yeah, that- I'm very much a dip my fries in like in the frosty kind of person. Yes. Get a, a McFlurry and some very salty hot fries, like fresh fries. Nothing that tops I've that. never done. Do that. Get just a McFlurry if McDonald's ice cream maker is working. And very, like hopefully like really fresh, hot, salty fries. It's one of my favorite things. When I was pregnant with both of my children, that was my go-to snack. <laughs> I loved it. But it... It's funny that you say, like, if their machine is working, because I wrote down, is Bob's ice cream machine going to also never work like McDonald's? <laughs> right. oh, so I do have fun facts, as I always do. Um, okay. 
The family's last name, Belcher, was not mentioned in the series until this episode. The first episode to have a clue to their last name was the Belchies, although it didn't mention their name in the episode. After this episode, of course, Hmm. their name is mentioned far more, like they are the Belchers, but this was our first time actually being informed. They are the Belchers. I love that. I mean, I honestly, I guess knowing their name is the Belchers going in, I, I didn't clock it that it's not actually mentioned. But I like that. And then speaking of names, this is also the first episode where Mr. Franz's first name, Philip, is spoken. So it's Philip Frond. I hate it. <laughs> I hate, Horrible. I hate him, but I also hate it. Right? I, it's, it's, I have to remind me to tell you something with the name Philip later. Okay. Um, this is the only episode in the second broadcast season to be rated TV PG. Okay. What's it normally rated? Which I think PG-13. Oh, okay. I'll have to look it up. I will have that information next time. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, the la- I have two other notes. The la- I'm saving the weirdest one for last. But this one is uh, when Linda is in the restaurant telling Bob she quit being the kid's coach. The man who ordered the child molester burger of the day from the first episode is sitting at the counter. Oh, my God. He is a regular, apparently. Okay, then. <laughs> And then, oh God, the last note, the last fun fact I have is the brand of cat food Andy and Ollie bring to school is pussy fish. I wrote down, I really hate Andy and Ollie. (laughs) I don't think many people like Andy and Ollie. No. Like the more they show up, they're like, they are inching above Gene and characters that I dislike. Right? And Gene, Gene, I think gets better with time. Mm -hmm. Like you just get used to him. Yeah. Teddy, not so much. Yeah, again, Teddy, like, of course he would eat anything, including a sponge. Like, And, of course, he's like, don't feed a man a sponge. Don't eat it. Yeah. Like, don't eat it. Maybe ask what something is before you put it in your mouth. I cannot wait to hear your notes on this. I mean, I wrote down again. Oh, he said something about being a guidance counselor, so I wrote down a self-certified guidance counselor. I'm still bitter <laughs> about that. You're going to be bitter about that forever. Yeah. Linda cracking her joints like a glow stick. Yep. That with that yoga. I relate. Yeah. Also prenatal yoga. I guess why not? If it works, it works. It works. Uh, it doesn't work as a synchronized swimming routine. No, it doesn't. But, you know, she's doing her best. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Tina's comment about always getting hit in the head in sports. And I just wrote down, maybe I am Tina. You're Tina. Because that's why, I mean, okay, that's not why I didn't, I stopped playing soccer. I stopped playing softball because I think I said this in our, in the episode with the mm-hmm. finale, um, that I just got hit every season. Not in the I head. Getting injured. Always injury. I didn't get injured in basketball. And I think that's because, um, the coach was my best friend's dad and he knew to put me in for like the minimum requirement or else I would hurt myself. Oh no. So he put me in for as At little as he knew. had to. He knew me very well. He knew my coordination. He's like... I'm I'm good with I'm good on my feet with the ball not so much. So the ice cream people are the worst. They just the the yes. the teenagers that, that were like asking if it's low fat if they could swirl. He's like no we can't swirl. I, all of it. I'm just like go away. You're in that moment. You're Bob because Bob just screamed at them to, to leave. Yeah, I mean, well, I think I Bob was what I got on our uh, who who were you most like? Uh, quiz. You got Bob I got and Bob. I got Louise. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, go away. 
I uh, I wrote, I don't think schools do shirts and skins anymore. No, they definitely don't. Especially not elementary schools. Or I guess he's middle school, technically. So it's a magnet school. Oh, okay. Because all three kids go to school together, but yeah. Tina's 13. Yeah. So it's a magnet school of elementary and middle together. Gotcha. Okay. Either way, at any age under 18, they're not making kids take their shirts off. No. Now, I mean, I remember in high school living where I do, mm-hmm. after school, some guys, like, yeah. within different practices would probably take their shirt off. Yep. But, I mean, we were, like, 16. That's, guys do that. That's different also. That is not, not not technically school-sanctioned behavior is like, okay, let's all get mm-hmm. half naked. Yeah, I would be worried about a school if they were telling a child to get half naked in nope. the middle of the day. Not That's happening. not. Nope. Not happening. I mean, I homeschool, so. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. Or don't, Teddy will eat a sponge, but he won't eat cold ice cream. He likes his ice cream soup, which my child does the same thing sometimes. All children do that. It's I did that. I don't understand. I it. used to take vanilla ice cream and with a very specific kind of sprinkles, and I would kind of like make it kind of not not like so you wouldn't make it like literal soup, but you just turn hard ice cream into soft ice cream by just stirring it a lot. But that was already soft serve. He has no excuse. That, yeah, that's I think that's more so what I was thinking of. Like, it's soft serve. Like, regardless of if it's melted. Like, that's just straight up melted. That's like soup. I lost my little skeleton. Oh, no, little skeleton buddy. Well, I like to talk with my hands. I can't help it. Katie's got a little skeleton buddy on her microphone. So, I mean, he was a full skeleton. Now he's only a half skeleton. My toddler decided to break his spine. Ah. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, oh, how much did you enjoy more Tom Selleck? I wrote down, yes, we know. Linda loves Tom Selleck. We get it. <laughs> the Tom Selleckian mustache. Like, it, she has a type. She does have a type. Look, I can relate. Not the mustache, but I love a good beard. And my husband has a very long beard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't help it, all right? I understand. We all we all have our preferences. It's fine. Mine's just weird. Uh, I have a favorite line that I did write down. <laughs> Anthrax smells like babies. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I was like, what? I do agree with Louise. Like, I mean, as someone that got out of gym class for various medical exemptions throughout high school, um, I do, and I do agree that the point of independent study is not to be graded, but to prove that you learned. So I'm like, yes, she's trying to weasel out of phys ed, but I don't disagree with the sentiment that the point of independent study is to prove that you were able to learn something, not how well you can prove. Mm-hmm. But how do you prove? But like, how do you doing prove it doing some kind doing of? It? I guess well, independent study for phys ed. Let's be real here is bogus to begin with. <laughs> Like, in, in the case of when I had to ma- do makeup work oh, for my gym class, it depended on the teacher, what they wanted to do for when I was medically exempt. Um, some took it more seriously than others. Uh, one had me write, like, a one-paragraph, like, I would call it an essay, but it was one paragraph, like, synopsizing some topic of, like, that has to do with health, health and fitness per week that I was out. So mm-hmm. I was out for five weeks one year because uh, I was hospitalized. So I, I came with like five paragraphs about like five paragraphs on five different topics about various topics. But then the next year I was out again because I was between medications and I almost passed out after the mile run. That was fun. 
after that we didn't do a mile run after that after that it changed to some kind of like cross-country situation i don't think the two are related but it's still funny but i was out for like an entire semester that teacher what she had me do as my makeup work she came up to me one day while i was doing like my homework in the back of the gym while everyone else was doing things and she just like comes up to me and goes you know how to make a mixtape and i look up at her like yes like i did early 2000s right no this was like 2012 Oh, it, but I knew what she meant, and I know, I know, I knew how to make a mixtape. I knew how to make a mixtape. I knew how to make a CD. So I look up and I go, "Yes, do you have a reason as to why you're asking me this?" She's like, "Can you make us a CD of music to play during indoor gym? That'll be your whole makeup work." I'm like, "Okay, when do you want it by?" She's like, "I don't get like two weeks." Okay, great. So like, not everyone took it very seriously, but like, I feel like if you're gonna do, I, I don't, I don't disagree with doing some kind of showcase. But that showcase should be all that it is. Grading the showcase, I think, is the issue. Yeah. For us, it was, for me, it was very different. I was JRTC. Mm-hmm. Um, so JRTC, it was Fridays were our PT days. And half the time we played a sport, like, by choice or mm-hmm. walked around the football field. Gotcha. Which I'm kind of laughing a little bit because both of us sound like we were not exactly the most physically fit people growing up in high school and now i'm just like i want to lift heavy things and put them back down and you've been trying to run and we're like i actually like this what happened when did this happen we like we okay we we like the kind of the kinds of physical activity that we like because i mean despite the fact that i wasn't very sports oriented as a child Mm -hmm. i still am not like i run it's a fairly solitary thing and like i do events that aren't meant for me to win they're meant for me to finish my goal is always finish, never get, ne- I, my goal is always finish and don't come in last. That's usually my two goals is don't come in last. Quiet, you. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a point here. <laughs> it's a very good point. Getting in the way of my point. So again, we're, we, we, I may not be very sports oriented, but I was like physically active as, to the best of my abilities, but in, but in a different way, in a way that I enjoyed. I did dance. I was in musical theater. Mm-hmm. Those are very active things. Like it's even yeah. in college, also. I like my in when I was in college, I was in a uh, production of Cabaret, and for mine hair, we did, which is one of the songs. And for those who have not seen Cabaret, mm-hmm. one of the songs that's like from like the the club part of the show. That is traditionally a chair dance with the main character and the people in the background, and our cast was small enough; all of the girls were just in it, and it's a chair dance, and like re- rehearsing that was literally a full body workout. I think oh, I yeah. lost. I lost 12 pounds during that production alone because, I mean, I wasn't eating junk food. I was just kind of eating because I didn't have time, but that's another issue. But I was I was moving my body a lot. So, like, physical activity was not a thing that I didn't do. I'm just not good at throwing sports equipment around. Yeah, I think I realized, like, as I got older, because I'm, I'm about to turn 30, that you reach a certain age, I feel, or a certain point in your life that you actually just find the thing that you really love doing. Some people are lucky enough to find it in high school. I didn't figure out that I liked lifting weights until after my first divorce. Yeah. So it's just when you learn it and when you do it, mm-hmm. like, cause for me, I couldn't run. I'm a terrible, I still am a terrible runner. I'm I not fast. Run. Like, Oh, I, I probably walk faster than I run. Like mm-hmm. I am not a runner, but then like discovering that lifting weights is wonderful for me, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty certain I'm neurodivergent. Apparently lifting weights can be really great for people who have brains like mine because it doesn't take very long you do you get to count do a few things you're done yeah it's great mm-hmm. um but then like 
but I have long endurance. Like I, whenever I was in high school and all the ROTC stuff, I was like color guard commander and all this stuff to the point I led like so many different parades and I did miles and miles of marching and I could do that forever. I could march for miles. Like that's easy Mm -hmm. running. No, don't get me to run. I'll fall flat on my face. Yeah. Like running, like again, I'm not, I'm not fast. I think right right now my, my PB on a 5k is 42 minutes, which is slow for most people. That's, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what the math, I think it's like a 14 minute mile roughly, which to be fair, which honestly 14 minute mile for me is the fastest I think I've ever run a mile. Like quite frankly. That's wonderful though. I love that. Which is great. It was a great course. It was flat. It was like the beginning of May. The weather was perfect. I had a really good playlist. I was very happy. I think in I'm doing the same race again this coming year in May. Um, mm-hmm. I my my goal is to just beat that time from last year. Whether I like that that's, that's that's wonderful. I think I can do that if my foot heals because your girl's coming off an injury yeah. because your girl is is I I say this whole thing of I'm coordinated and then I fell off a curb to a point up to a point so badly I had to go to urgent care for a bruised toenail and literally no one there believed me that all I did was fall off a curb. Like how did you do this? I, yeah. So I believe it because I've done stuff like I, that myself. I promise I am coordinated, just not when I'm carrying four bags and I'm slightly delirious with a cold. Yeah, for me, it's like I want to be able to start trying to run slowly, like yeah. maybe build myself up to it because I want to be able to do it. But um, yeah, not with this hip because I'm almost 30 and I think I have arthritis in my hip. It's it's a wonderful time. So what did you score this one? So I gave this one an eight for plot because it, it had a solid plot. And I thought it was like with uh, the kids kind of learning their lesson, the morality of like, you know, don't take your mom for granted because it might, it might come back to bite you. Mm-hmm. But in the end, she'll still help you because you're family. I liked the plot. I thought it was good. I thought it had good flow. Similar for character. I gave it a seven. Same kind of thing. Um, I think because the kids were annoying me with the how much they were taking Linda for granted, I think is what knocked off a few points there. Like, I yes, they're kids. I'm sure we all did stuff like this when we were younger. But I was still like, also maybe just the amount of Andy and Ollie. I don't know. But. Yeah, Andy and Ollie are definitely a. Uh, yeah. So I gave that, a, I gave it a seven for character and then I gave it an eight for personal because it was, it was an enjoyable episode that I had a lot of fun watching. So I gave this one a 23 out of 30. Nice. I gave it seven okay. across That's the board. Solid. All three seven. So a 21. Not my highest, but like. Andy, Andy and Ollie. I, I can't stand them. Andy and Ollie. I can tolerate. and Like, I tolerate them because it's my favorite show. Of course, I'm going to tolerate the ones yeah. that are just like, eh. But thankfully, they're not around so much that you're like, good God, please give me an mm-hmm. episode without them. But when they do pop up, you're yeah. like, oh, God, here yeah. we go. Does that make sense? Okay. Now for one of my favorites. Season 2, Episode 4, Burger Boss. Bob brings a new coin-op game into the restaurant only for Jimmy Pesto to win the high score and write Bob sucks on the leaderboard. Bob becomes obsessed and must get it off the leaderboard, even resulting to lying to his wife. Puns. So we got a fridge too far, used appliances. With a clearance sale going on. Yeah. Which I think a fridge too far for some reason I think that that's also a Simpsons joke. I can't I I can hear it in the voice of a Simpsons character, mm-hmm. but I don't know in what context. Like you gotta like pinpoint it, but you don't know I yet. Would, I would need to look it up like a fridge too far Simpsons and find out like some I I'm certain they've made that pun. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and then Chester the depester. 
I love this one. I don't know why. If you ever want to, in my notes, I've started putting the pictures of these. I need to start putting it actually in the script, but I, mm-hmm. I've added the pictures of these as well, um, just because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And there are three burgers. Okay. So I got Papaya was a Rolling Stone burger. Yep. Play on the song Papa was a Rolling Stone by the group The Undisputed Truth. Okay. Um, let's see. We got Good Night and Good Leak Burger. Now, you uh, please tell me you know what, what that reference is. I feel like I should, but I don't. You should because it's. I feel like a once you tell thing. me, I I think once you tell me, my brain's gonna go, oh yeah. That is a reference to newsman Edward R. Murrow sign sign off. I'm sorry. Good night and good luck. Okay. Yep. Um, I don't think I got the last one. Okay, so the last one is Band on the Bun Burger comes with Wings, a play on the song and album Band on the Run by Wings. The thing that annoys me mm-hmm. about this one is the price of the burger of the day on this one, This because it's the special, is the same as the rest of the burgers, but it comes with wings. Oh, yeah. Meaning Bob's losing money on it. Yeah. And it annoys me. <laughs> so much he should charge more for that one because it comes with wings yeah also to be fair the special the burger of the day should always be slightly more expensive and it's not it's it's like i think it's five i want to say 525 is the price mm-hmm. of the burger of the day now i don't know if that comes with your drink and your uh fries because if you watch yeah. enough you see behind teddy the actual menu with all the different things you can get and fries and a yeah. drink there's no com i don't i never see a combo it looks like you have to add those things on Gotcha. So, but I'm wondering, the burger of the day, is that for a combo? Is that just simply the burger? But I Probably. don't think I know the answer to that question. I don't know. I have a lot of fun facts. Okay, tell me. A lot. You've heard me rant, so oh, have at it. this is one of my favorites. Uh, books Linda reads in this episode. Because as you know, all the romance novels that Linda is reading. Of course, I'm watching this episode to prepare for this again. And all I'm sitting there and thinking is, it's Lauren. Well, I wrote down, I I wrote down, I love that Linda is a romance lover. I would say like me, but she's definitely not reading sapphic romance. No, she is not reading sapphic romance, but she is definitely reading some romance. But here are the titles. The first one is The Seaman's Wife. I was. I need to preface. Actually, um, we are both very much in the book community online, so yeah. some of these titles are funnier than they should be. I mean, that yes. Well, they're clearly like most of them were meant to be puns. Like, oh, I, yeah. I probably should have looked closer at them. But when but, you're like, like, we're both very much in the book community, and I, me, I think even more so is in the romance book talk yeah. community. So I see. I've seen everything. The next one is all hands on Rick. <laughs> I really wish I had clocked these. Uh, there's two more. The next one is um, Ahoy Mating. <laughs> I shouldn't have taken a sip of water there. <laughs> oh, man. And then the last one is called The Sensuous Swabby. I don't like the word sensuous. It's kind of like moist. <laughs> 
Exactly. I felt the same way. But when I saw that I could actually find out, like, get these listed, I was very excited for your reaction. Thank you for taking that sip of water. It was perfect. I'm already coming off of a cold. We don't need to drown me also. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. Um, Linda picks Bob up by his right ear from under the pool table this is the first time one of Bob's ears has been visible in the series because we don't really see their ears. Yeah, we see them very much from the front, I've noticed, which is not the norm for uh, for a lot of animation where you mostly see them in profile or in slight profile. The episode is, th- This episode is the first to be nominated for a primetime Emmy very in nice. the Outstanding Animated Program category. It lost to Nickelodeon's animated series, The Penguins of Madagascar, for the episode, The Return of the Revenge of Dr. Blowhole. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I'm saving one of the other ones. Uh, let's see. Actually, no. Tina's birthday, and she's Cab Bob, is referenced showing continuity in the series. Okay. Which is only done so much, I know, with animation. is Continuity yeah. is not always a big thing in these types of animation shows. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that got me really excited because I'm just like, continuity! And like it. But yeah. then also the last episode had a continuity error, so I'm just kind of like, all right, we got it in this one. We love it. When Linda... Yes. When Linda arrives at Glencrest Yacht Club, she hums the theme song to Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I heard that. You did hear that? Yeah. Bob getting his hands hurt is a is said to be a reference to friends. I would believe that. That sounds like something they put on Friends. Do you know friends. that story? I don't, I don't, but I would believe that. I didn't watch mm-hmm. a lot of Friends. Oh, I've watched Friends more than I should admit. Uh, we actually own the DVDs. It's one of the shows that my husband and I both love watching together. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also able to like actually watch them as they were coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he's, he's, he's ancient. older than me. He is ancient. I love him. My husband's like eight and a half, nine years older than me. <laughs> So he remembers when all these things were happening in real time. Yeah. I watched Friends a few years after it was like off the air mm-hmm. and like actually watched it all the way through, borrowing my brother's DVDs. Ah. This was like before Netflix was like truly a thing. Mm-hmm. This is when Netflix, you still like only got the DVDs in the mail. Yep. Oh, those is when nice. I like, that's when I binged Friends. But there's an episode in Friends where uh, they start off the episode with the cold open and Joey is heard in the apartment jumping on his bed Mm -hmm. and apparently falls off. And he ends up in like this sling for, I think, that episode, maybe a couple of episodes. And of course, lots of jokes are made, only to find out the actor actually dislocated his shoulder and was stuck in that sling the whole time. So they wrote it into the show. Oh, that's good. I like when they do that. I love when they do that, and so because they've got plenty yeah. of jokes out of it. So apparently, uh, finding out that this was possibly a reference to Friends, I thought was really funny because Bob getting his hands messed up by playing yeah. the coin op game. <sighs> Many of the sound effects heard from Burger Boss was also used in the King of the Hill episode Grand hmm. Theft Arlen. Okay. I'm finding it interesting that this show has so many connections with King of the Hill because my husband, I told you, tried yeah. to show me King of the Hill and I watched one episode, only the first one, and I'm just like, <laughs> uh-huh, okay. It's, he wants me to keep trying. I might keep trying because yeah. I love my husband, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, why is this, why do people like this? And that's fair. Not not every show is for everybody. Not every show is for everybody. I live by this. Yep. Media is subjective. 
Media is subjective. We just had this conversation. We did just have this conversation. Other arcade games seen in this episode. Uh, We just have one that's called Moats. Okay. Starfighter. Like it. Space Runner. Mm -hmm. Ninja Police. That sounds like fun. Ski Bowl. Instead of Ski Ball, Uh, Ski Bowl. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Battle Bellies. Okay, it was like sumo wrestlers? I'm assuming uh, Dream Machine. Okay. Driving Fast. Like, these names are so... Karate Twins. Okay. Fuzzy Ball. Debate Heroes. Okay, that sounds like something that, like, the boring kids would play. Yeah. You mean us? We're the cool kids. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'd play that. What are you talking about? Mega Man. Okay. Block Blaster twice. Uh, Lane Merger. That's now that's fun and high stakes. It is. It is high stakes. <laughs> one's just called racing. I like racing games in arcades. Um, another one just says Neem N E M E. I do not know what this is meant to be. I don't know at all. An unnamed helicopter game and a game beginning with Ace, but they couldn't see the rest of the title. Gotcha. For this list so. Uh, thank you, whoever put that together for Bob's Burger Wiki, because yeah. that is an interesting list to me. And the other one is like Gun Shooter 3, which yeah. it's a shooter game. That's fair. I was always, I like the racing games. Me too. I love the racing games. They have Mario Kart at yeah. our um, Dave and Buster's near us. Oh, yeah. They have it at the round one by me. They have it there also. At least they used to. Emily I, was very proud on our date that we went one time. We did it. She beat me once. And I'm like, okay, we're doing two out of three. And then I beat her two more times. Nice. I'm saving. I mean, I ha- I have to maintain my, my yes, status. Of course. I'm saving the last note for the end because that is your surprise. Okay. Okay. Um, my I only have a few notes, but I want to hear yours first to see if any of ours match up. Okay. Um, I wrote down, Burger Boss looks fun. I'd probably be bad at it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, honestly. Like, frankly, I would not be very good. I'm not, I, like, I play, like, Mario games or, like, the older DK games. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not good at them, but I play them. So. I'll play them with Steven. Steven's the one that's really good Mm -hmm. at him. Like, he also plays that, uh, that Rayman game. The side Mm -hmm. scroll. It's called Rayman. And it's usually Mm -hmm. music with it. Um, he's really good at it and it's scary because he'll do like okay. the really hard challenges and he does it like it's nothing and I'm just sitting there watching like how I can't nah I nope racing games are my like give me Mario Kart in any way shape or form like I'm good to go like truthfully because one of the do few games I've just played a Nintendo lot as a child Switch? I do we we can play online together we should do that. We should play Mario Kart together sometime soon because yes, we have a yes, Nintendo li- uh, uh, the account so that I can play with friends. We I absolutely... need to send you a friend's request on that. We'll figure that out later. Yep. <laughs> now that we know, we can do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else you got for me? Uh, so we go. Please stop. We're just leasing it. I just thought that line was funny. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. When uh, he hurt his hands, he's like, I don't need them. Like, Bob does kind of need his hands to run a burger restaurant. Okay. I don't think he's thinking about burgers in this moment. No, he's not. He's not. 
Uh, we found the uh, little babies TikTok sound with the porcelain babies that were, in yes. fact, very, very creepy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the uh, the no entry without kids for an arcade. Yes. Very much a good rule. I wrote that. I was like, I like that adults can't go in without their kids. Love that because it yep. keeps kids safe. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it's a, a, kids are going to be wandering around all the time or if you're having mm-hmm. birthday parties, like random adults in arcades is creepy, which is why I, I like like the round one or like the Div and Busters kind of thing, because they're, it's not a space where you would expect it to just be kids. So parents mm-hmm. tend to keep an eye on their children a little bit more so than at other places. I wish. It, not ours. In theory. <laughs> kids run wild at ours. <laughs> yeah. I was saying the the main funny note that I had besides um, we mentioned before about Linda being a romance lover really just ended up with uh, oh, what is it? how is sailing lessons for the kids a gift for Linda is really my question. So that she can do something with her children. That would make sense for me because as a mom, if Steven okay. had planned something for the kids to like learn how to do to do with me, okay. it would make me happy. Mm hmm. Okay, so that's something that I can concede is likely because I am a child-free by choice human being and I don't fully understand this concept. As a mother, I love it. Okay. I wrote, uh, Jimmy Pesto is the worst and makes me extremely uncomfortable. He really is. He sucks. (laughs) The entire first part of the episode and he's making all these things. It's just like, dude, stop. There's children right there. What are you doing? It just, it verifies our hate for Jimmy Pesto in all ways. Um, Mm -hmm. Bob is taking way too many pills. I mean, I remember seeing like one of the scenes, he literally goes, okay, pill time. And he takes like four of them. I'm like, Bob, no. That is also a continuity thing that continues. (laughs) Which is not a good thing. No, no, it's uh, not. Especially as a parent, maybe don't take way too many pills and get really high and chase children in an arcade. Would not recommend. No, it's a bad idea. Very bad idea. No, zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. And then my favorite line, merginas. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Sorry, I was just I was looking at my notes again. I got distracted by that because I think my brain just like blanked out when you said that. I'm like, cause I think I forgot yeah. that line. <laughs> he just, I think it was Gene. This gel is merginas. Yeah. Well, the the romance novels I think really were one of my favorite parts because the whole time I'm watching it, but this is the first time I've watched this where I have you in mind. And knowing our relationship with books and how we are in the book community, I'm just kind of sitting there like, I cannot wait to know what Lauren thinks of this. Because you are the romance yeah. reader in this friendship. I'm the fantasy reader. I am. Yeah. And like, I'll, I'll admit, like, yes. I mean, like, the, the joke of if Linda knows a lot about sailing romance novels, then I should also know a lot about cooking shows and publishing mm-hmm. companies. Because, like, they're just, it seems like there's... I mean, there's a niche. Obviously, I, I've, I've found books that all have the same kinds of themes, right? Like, I found ones that all surround food because I like cooking shows and cooking competition shows. And, like, I, I find that interesting. Publishing companies, it's a fun meta kind of thing that, like, a lot of romance novel characters work at publishing companies and what have mm-hmm. you. Like, it's a fun little thing. But, like, it some days it does feel like there's only so many occupations that people think 
characters and romance novels can have to be sexy. Yeah. Like, I guess, does anyone want to read a book about a sexy data analyst? I have no idea. But like, their job doesn't necessarily always need to be a backdrop. It can just be a thing. Like, you don't even need to really have an effect on their life other than that's their job. Although, to be fair, what I just said about a sexy data analyst, um, one of the characters in one of my anthology stories is a data analyst. But it, it just serves as a, like a set dressing mm-hmm. for her to work from home. See, I like that, though. Her occupation her occupation has nothing really to do with the story, but it's just it gives us a reason for why she works well, from like, home. That makes me think of how... Uh, so, to... to- Funny story, Lauren sends me books from time to time, and they're always sapphic romances because I did not know they existed until recent in my life, which really sucks as a bisexual woman. And so Lauren's like my sapphic book dealer now, which is wonderful. Um, I'm still getting to quite a few of them because I all the advanced Yeah, reader. I'm holding off on sending you some. Well, I have so many advanced reader copies of books that I have to you get do. done. I, my reading schedule is very chaotic right now. Um, and that's enough to say that sentence alone tells people how much we read. I have a reading schedule that I have to stick to right now, <laughs> but it makes me think of like Delilah Green. She's a photographer and it had very much to do with her personality and her, her past and her life, like things like that. And I, yeah, I, I love it so much because there are like, if you think about all the different, like, I think it's mostly romance. I would say people really love sports romances and this type of romance and that type yep. of romance. Like me, for it'd be fantasy romance. If I'm going to pick up a romance, I'm yeah. more likely to pick up something that's fantasy and or sapphic. Now, if it's both, mm-hmm. I'm sold. I'm there are definitely fantasy sapphic romances out there that exist that aren't just monster romances. Like those are the ones that I've read, but like they definitely exist. Mm-hmm. I think. This is just an issue, I think, in all of writing, but especially in in the romance sector, is the books exist. However, they are just not as ubiquitous mm-hmm. as heterosexual romance or even honest or even um, a Killian romance. Unfortunately, it's just not as ubiquitous because people that are writing it, the ones that have the loudest voices, that there's, there's the most of them, are the ones who are not sapphic or just, just choose not to write sapphic yeah. romances. So, which is an unfortunate thing for all of the writing industry it's just not as ubiquitous but it is there if we can find it but like i i think workplace romance i think is predominantly probably one of the most popular like subgenres or tropes if you want to call it that um because it's such an easy dynamic for people to understand very because quickly people, people understand work. how workplaces work yeah most people if even if they don't work in the industry that the book is set in they understand workplace dynamics yeah. so it's very easy to just kind of this person is a higher up. This person isn't. Go. Or these people are equal at this some kind of size company. Go. You don't have to do a whole lot of educating or building up of a relationship mm-hmm. because the dynamic is kind of preset within your circumstances. Yeah. I see you make it sound much better than I could ever say it. <laughs> I've thought about I've thought a lot about it. I've just never been a huge romance reader, but then when like when I did start reading yeah. the sapphic romances, I'm married to a man. I love my husband. And while I don't mind heterosexual um, relationships or romance books, it's not that I feel like I'm missing out. It's just a part of me that Mm -hmm. I don't act on. And it's nice to vicariously live through sapphic romance books. I will admit that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Because. And that's why I'm like. Partially, that's why I read sapphic romance, be- not not to live through it, because I am a sapphic human being in a relationship with a woman, but it's because I like to see relationships indicative of mine. Exactly. Like, because I really love seeing not- myself. I like to see myself. Yeah. 
We're the yeah. same thing. I like exactly. to see myself. Like that one book you were talking about, um, like aren't both characters bisexual and it's witchy. I'm trying to remember the name. Spell something. Which one? Oh, the spell's disaster. Yes, that one. I really want to read that one so much. Yeah. Like I'm very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Do you okay? But surprise yeah. or score first? Um, let's do scores and then end with surprise. How's that? Okay. What did you score this one? So I gave this one a seven for plot. I think it lost a few points because a pl- a, a good chunk of it relies on him being on drugs around children. Yeah, I could see that. So I did cut that down. I did like the um the security guards mentality of out the door not my problem like yep i i relate i relate to you i think the security guard alone is why i gave this a nine for character because quite frankly he was just funny um Mm -hmm. and then i gave it an eight for personal so it's just solid solid episode really enjoyed it so overall i gave it a 24 we have matched our scores oh I gave it a seven for character. Um, okay. Because Jimmy Pesto, good God, that was horrible. Um, and like you said, Bob being on drugs around children quite often and like hanging out with a kid in the middle of an arcade that he doesn't actually know the parents of. A little yeah, weird. Yeah. Didn't feel um, right about that. I gave it nine for plot because it's that chaoticness that I really, really enjoy in Bob's Burgers. I mean, it is pure chaos in this one. It's just wild. Oh, yeah. And then Mm -hmm. for personal, I gave it an eight. Okay. That is amazing. I think that's the first time we've ever tied a score. I I think so, yeah. So I have added a link to the notes to our script. Okay. In my research for this episode, I have discovered that uh, with this episode's popularity, a fan has made a game called Burger Boss straight from the Aww. show, and you can play it. Oh my god, is and this this is, is a simulator? Le- this is a simulator. You can play Burger Boss. Oh, I love that. I I, I admit still, <laughs> I will try this probably after we're done recording. I will be Oh, I tried. I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. I tried it. I'm terrible. <laughs> like I, I am like when to it, play it. Yeah. When it comes to side scrollers, like OG Mario, sure. I think I was no help to my friends. Like the one that's on the Wii, like whatever that one is, like Super Mario Bros, whatever yeah. they call it. Um the one where you can bubble if you're going to die. I am no use to my friends when we play that because the second I think I'm going to fall, I bubble. They're like, you have to help us. Like, well then get me out of my bubble. Like I'm not helpful for anybody. So I might try this and I'll let you know, I'm probably not going to beat the first level. Oh no, I still haven't. I've tried it a few times. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I can't, I can't get the timing right. I'm struggling yeah. with that one. Um, okay. But I thought it was just so cool that someone out there was like it had so much yeah. popularity and so people loved it so much someone made the game that's so, awesome and people eventually so when this when we when we publish this we will definitely put this in the show notes so that people can yeah. go and play for themselves but you can play burger boss yay i did i've watched this show for so long mm-hmm. never knowing this existed it's fun with like finding new things this this far into knowing shows it's been amazing. I've absolutely, like, learning as much as I have, mm-hmm. 
has been absolutely like I think it's it make it's my happy juice for the week. Yeah. Cuz I call it happy brain juice. I like it. So these recording yeah. sessions are my happy time. Yes. It's my adult time because I spend Adult conversation is wonderful. It is absolutely wonderful. I think it's been really great for my mental health because I spend 99% of my time with children. And yeah. I can only say so much at my husband until he's like, please stop. That is fair. So now you have to deal with me. Thank you all for listening. Join us next time when we discuss Once Upon a Time, episode 110, 7.15 a.m. Don't forget to like, rate, and follow the podcast wherever you listen so you can be notified every time we publish a new episode. And follow us at obdyk underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. This has been an episode of OK, But Did You Know? A TV and media podcast. It was hosted by Katie and Lauren and edited by Katie.